Good day, nerds. This is Megan coming at you with another Cantina Conversation. Today's episode features a chat with Cindy Fazi talking about Molto that comes out on September 26th. This is a cool conversation with Cindy. I really enjoyed learning and her experiences in um, her first book and everything that she enjoyed and learned about from her experiences. Um, but either I'll let you guys get to it here. So today we've got Cindy Fazi. We're talking about Molto that comes out on September 26th. Cindy, thanks so much for joining us today. I just finished this book a couple of days ago, so it's really fresh in my brain. And I really enjoyed like Nico as a character. And um, he was, you know, he's a bit different approach to like the thriller, you know, genre. And so um, thanks for coming to, to- Before we start, I just want to tell you, I love your laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely I don't know why I'm yeah. laughing, but I'm like, oh, it's because she has such an infectious laughter. Oh, is thank you. Absolutely one of your strongest points. It, oh, it's thank so you. fun to listen to. Oh, thank you so much. that. Thank you for listening. But type of feedback always helps because I think just there, but oh, <laughs> I care to yeah. an extent, but you know, it's maybe it's self deprecation a little bit. It helps. I've done some things like I don't, you know, everything else becomes kind of second so much. Okay, so before we get started, can you share like a summary synopsis of the book so that our uh, listeners can follow along? Yeah, so Multo means ghost. And it is about a Filipino-American bounty hunter named Domingo as he is looking for the only query uh, that has ever eluded him. He is uh, chasing an undocumented Filipino woman named Monica uh, who can disappear like a ghost. And so Monica is overstaying in the United States because she's looking for her American father who doesn't know that she exists. And so the father happens to be a, a Air Force general who doesn't want a political scandal. So he hires Domingo, the bounty hunter, to nab Monica and take her to immigration authorities for deportation. So the novel basically pits a dogged uh, bounty hunter against a desperate woman in hiding. Um, they are they are compatriots. They are both in this country in pursuit of the American dream, but their dreams are on a collision course. Yeah, it was interesting to meet a protagonist that was after like the same person and it spans, you know, a couple decades. I thought that was like, right. and every time he's looking for her, it's for a diff- almost a, kind of like a different reason, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they, for some reason, he, they think he's going to be the one to, to find her again. <laughs> they have um, a long history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So can we go into your back bit and maybe like leading up to, your personal experience in general like and you could go into your professional background too um because this is a debut for you what would you do to you know, bring it out to the world yes yeah, so my background is in journalism uh, i have a master's degree in journalism as a journalist in the philippines US, i am a former reporter for the associated press after i left um the news business, I have become a uh, marketing writer, and that's still my day job today. So this is my debut thriller, but it's actually my third. Okay. I wrote this. Yeah, it was my first attempt to write fiction. And you all believe this. Back in 1995, mm. you were probably a baby. <laughs> I was a child. Back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was the very it was my very first job because at that time I was a green card holder. I was waiting for my U.S. citizenship, and I felt very lucky. You know, compared to at that time in 1995, there mm. were three point three point five million undocumented immigrants. And so at that time, all I could really think of is immigration and becoming a U.S. citizen. Mm. And so the the novel sat sat in my computer for a very long time. It was universally, uh, you know, they kept saying, oh, immigration. Oh, you've got Filipino uh, protagonist. They, I apparently the combination was just really uncommercial and unsellable, and so I I kept going. I wrote two other books, and they were published first. But I I kept rewriting this. It's like your it's like your first book. You can't really forget it. And I and finally I found an agent. Who loved it? This was, uh, and she sold it. She sold the manuscript, and finally, it's here. So, oh yay! Congratulations, yeah. you made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has. Such a long time. I wonder if maybe you were just a little bit ahead of your time because I could see how that in the nineties that you know now immigration, you know, just be- has become even a hotter topic for, for multiple reasons, but yeah, maybe you were just yeah. a little bit ahead of the curve. <laughs> the world wasn't ready for you. The world wasn't ready. I know. <laughs> so, you know, it's a lesson and really, if you believe in a story, I wasn't writing it for frankly, immigration is almost always in the news. Five million undocumented immigrants. Today, there are about 10.5 million undocumented Mm. immigrants, and we still read about it in the news all the time. So, in a way, it's just always there, but it's not an easy subject. I know that. I realize. Yeah, and I think the more. I understand like what don't there's it's just so much more complex than and sophisticated than uh, not a matter of like like immigration reform like there's just so many working parts and the bottom you know at the end of the day I have no I'm kind of with like Domingo like if you're a criminal like yeah you don't care but Get like if, if you're just yeah, and I agree like there's people like that are are you know even just people who are traveling here to try the life they're not want to ruffle feathers and like how Domingo in his little book but his little I you know eat hot dogs eat cheeseburgers eat pizza like, you know and it's, and it's so it's like it, you we have no control over what type that we were born on or what the world born on. It's like, it's absolutely, I, I didn't have any control of being born where I was born. And so it's kind of feel for these people who are, you know, who and just to, just to be successful, just to have a better life. And Not there's, fun, I understand right? there's just so much, it's, it gets more <laughs> complicated, you know? Yeah. So immigration, I think, if we can all agree that, first of all, human migration is a natural phenomenon. Uh, I think especially our policymakers should keep that in mind. It's moved since the beginning of time. Yeah. You know, so one of the theories of uh, human origins is that 
Um, the modern humans lived in Africa for thousands of years before they started spreading throughout the world. And yeah. guess what? Human Humans have not stopped moving since then. If we could all agree that that is a natural phenomenon, then we can move on to finding better solutions. I yeah. think the problem is that there's too much emphasis on stopping, like 100% stopping migration, which if you know that it is a natural phenomenon, you'd understand you can never stop it completely. Yeah. There will always be a reason why people need to move. So that's, yeah. I think that's where the biggest problem is, is that we think about stopping yeah. the flow as opposed to providing legal pathways. Yeah. To yeah. And it's like so many people who are kind of like, well, as long I have no problem with immigration, just like with legal people right. have been here, upstanding citizens for like years who are still waiting for their, you know, and it's, that's, that's where my kind of issue is. We're like, yeah, absolutely. We want to do it kind of whatever the right way, the legal way, the streamlined way, but it's, there's so many people out there that are just, it's simply they're waiting and there's, I don't know, like, that's like, I don't know. Like, I learn like the older I get and the more like I read up on about it, the more I understand all the little nuances, but it's just, you know, like what, what reasons, why is there such a backlog? Why is this person waiting for so long? And every new president mm-hmm. we get, they switch things up and it's like all a hot mess. And it's just, yeah. yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's not going to stop. Unfortunately, there's always going to be like a, hot, it's always going to be a hot button issue, you know, especially with like, there, you know, climate change going on. There's going to be like climate refugees. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so, there's a study um, by the National Foundation for Emergency that they analyzed 100 years of border control evidence. And the trend that they saw is that each time they pathways, there is like a dramatic um, decrease in illegal entry. Mm. And the latest example, it just happened earlier this year in January 2023, the Biden administration um, provided a parole for 30,000 um, migrants or applicants from four countries, um, Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. And from January to March, there was a decrease of 95% in um, illegal entry from those four countries alone. So, so in as much as, you know, people want to uh, build a wall or put... Uh, barriers in the Rio Grande, uh, it's not enough. You also have to provide that legal pathway. So the Biden administration of parole, the one condition given to this applicants is that if they can find a U.S. sponsor, meaning mm. if they have like relatives or they have somebody in the U.S. who will vouch for them and who yeah. can be responsible for them, right? So immediately 95% it went down from those four countries. That's crazy. But it's, yeah, yeah. it's almost like it is. I, I think that just is like a, you know, corroborates your, your sentiment of the discussion can't be just about stopping it. Right. Cause it once they be. try to find a solution, then let's like, well, look what happened. Like illegal activity and it's pr- the proof is there. But if we go down political, you know, we'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know I know. What I mean? So it's yeah, but that's there, what the story there are is also, about. There are also the root causes. We also have to accept that. I mean, whether the root causes, you know, poverty, wars, and violence, that's, that's something that countries should address. Yeah, really. absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's worked. what's worked, what hasn't worked. Like, right? You know, can 
can we trust these other like you know international to, to do right to do our by, by if we were to provide assistance for example you know it's it's all it's a hot mess that's why i'm like just so much going <laughs> it's very on complex it is it is and it's it's crazy because yeah i'm like thinking about when your experience when you were going through it versus now it's like how holy crap 30 years it's like such a drastic difference and it's not gonna change it's just gonna keep going so this was like your first thriller but you said that has been your little docket waiting to be published waiting to be shared for like a long time i guess like kind of like a two-parter question like what what draws the thriller genre and like how did how did you navigate like the genre like from your career from your previous to handling this project so this is the funny thing is that I I didn't really mean to write a thriller. So I told you when I was first writing this in 1995, I was writing this really serious. And uh, I didn't know what genre was mm. or, you know, I was just writing it. Sure. And all the literary agents that rejected me were saying, you're writing a literary fiction and it's very heavy. <laughs> 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 I mean, they say it outright, it's very heavy handed, you know. And so, okay, so that I set it aside. Okay, it's very heavy, very serious. Forget it. I went on to write other things. But then many years later, it dawned on me, I'm like, what if I write it? Because, okay, so when I started writing it, I was writing it from the perspective of Monica, who mm. is, she is a victim of circumstances. Because, you know, she has no control that her father is a general who is an asshole, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's why it was kind of a sob story from her perspective. And so I find it finally, what if I write it from the point of view of Domingo the Bounty Hunter? He is a secondary character. When I first wrote it, he only had a few um, scenes, a few chapters. He's really secondary, but he is a great observer. Mm. Uh, first of all, he doesn't have the, the he is a, a naturalized U.S. citizen, he is not like Monica. He doesn't have the burden of you know, the bureaucracy facing yeah. the legalities of his status. Uh, in fact, he can make fun of it. He can make fun of immigration <laughs> because he is a citizen. Mm -hmm. And so when I shifted the point of view and I wrote it from his point of view, it actually now became a thriller. Because his interest is very different from Monica's interest. Yeah, he, it, yeah. His job is to look for her. So I realized once I started submitting it to agents and just to other writers, so it actually organically became a thriller. Nice. And I embraced it and I just polished it and polished it. But a narrator is so important that's I, I realize yeah it's like a book almost it, yeah it's exactly yeah. the same story but very different um pacing and because yeah. it's a different perspective yeah yeah because i'm thinking about like i feel like book, from monica's point of view could be just it was so <laughs> yeah oh god you're no. gonna cry that Finish. Yeah, we're gonna try to be spoiler free, but yeah, the ending pissed me off a little bit. So just <laughs> but that means you kind of did your job. You got me invested, and then I was like, "Wait a skip." 
but yeah, I, like I would be sad, but it, it would still be suspenseful, but like definitely on a different level, like how you're saying a different pace, a different, like she different motivations, different, like what she's looking out for versus what Domingo is looking out for. Right. And so I, yeah, I love that Domingo just kind of like, you know, creeped up and, and wouldn't leave you alone. It was like, well, hold on. That's the kind of thing. I love, and I like, I enjoy that you were able to like, you know, embrace it and be open-minded about how you're going to present your baby to the world, you know, because <laughs> like, right. it's something that you've been working on for so long. Like, obviously you have it in medicine, way. like, you know, you have a, a trajectory that you have an eye on, but then it's like, well, okay, I guess I have to switch gears. Let's see what, let's see what this, this is about, you know? No, I'm glad that's, what, that's so funny. I think that happens to authors a lot when I talk to them. They're like, yeah, sometimes like a best friend showed up or my main character became a dog owner. <laughs> like <laughs> the character will show up, won't let them alone. So it's like, now they're a dog owner. And I love, I love that. Cause it just shows like, not just like creativity, but figuring out like discovering Cre- it almost Cre- you know? yeah creativity plus adaptability I, I had to adapt like okay it's a thriller it is a thriller but it's the same story so it's, you know it yeah so i had to adapt <laughs> yeah but it also helped you kind of flesh out at the end it's pretty good to go so you you know because she's the mystery here <laughs> and it's right. like she but you got her fleshed out you got her background fleshed out so i think that's that's part of what yes. um helped it work so well too um, so kind of going into or tapping back into like, um, the immigration part, like what, what kind of research, what did your research process look like and anything like fascinating that you learned or like how deep did you had to go? Cause obviously you, you have experience like with the situation, but I imagine there might've been other things that you had to kind of like tap into and look yeah. up in order to really bring it all. So, um, the bounty hunting as a profession is the part that needed research. I really relied on this. It's a great book. It's called uh, Bail Enforcement, The Advanced Bounty Hunter by Bob Burden. Uh, he is a famous bounty hunter. He is um, instrumental in making bounty hunting like a, a real profession. And his book is actually uh, being used even today by the Department of Justice as a training manual. Oh, wow. uh, so they use this book to teach agents how to look for fugitives and how to arrest fugitives. Mm. That became my Bible as like all the, the nuts and bolts of the job I got from that book. Um, the other parts of the book about immigration, about the process, you know, of applying for citizenship, like you said, I was already familiar with it. Yeah, because I know like some reading... Uh with Domingo's like chapters that he's writing in between like his tasks or whatever. Um, and yeah, cause you kind of walk the reader through the different parts, like he's readers through the different parts and the different types of, you know, the different jackpots you can hit if you want the American dream. Right. And so I imagine like you kind of have to have a good understanding of that. If you're going to write from a character's point of view, who's kind of like, adding a humorous spin to it or, or given like the lowdown. Like I, I liked his attitude towards it. Cause he's just kind of like, you could tell he's, he's a little, he's been through it, right? Like he's not just some, 
you know, entry level rookie. He's like almost 20 years under his belt and he's, you know, tracked down and he's got a log that he keeps up with. So, um, yeah, right. <laughs> his list he's something is, else. <laughs> yeah, he is. I was just like, when I was getting to know him as the reader, I was, cause you know, it's thrillers. So I really enjoy like that suspense and, and pulling me along and, and, you know, things that I can't quite keep up with. Not like can't keep up with them. I just, I think I'm the type of reader who like, I always, I'm not quick to like catch on. Like I don't see them coming, which I think I'm, I'm fine with. I, I enjoy that experience. Um, right. But That's yeah. That makes it enjoyable. Yeah. Exactly. I think I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, Domingo as a character because just like more, just like how he approaches people and, and what he like, he's, I don't want to say he's like fearless, but he's just, he's confident or he like, at least he's got to fake it till he makes it right. He's got to fake yeah. it like to make it look like he knows what he's doing. And then well, no one will right. question him. And like That's how he right. gets his answers, you know? And I think that's, yeah, I thought it was so fascinating because as I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like imagine him and I love how you've made him like so authentic uh, because it's like, he talks about how short he is and how he right. it. And it's so, it's so true, you know, cause you look at her and it's, it's so crazy how, that height, that view, like, and how society views people right. up of a certain, <laughs> you know, height level versus below that, especially it's harder for men because that's another thing they don't, they don't mm-hmm. yeah, they don't have any control over, you know, how tall they are. And it's, that's, it's part of the, it's like half the battle for him. You know, he needs respect. He needs to like, you know, when, how he's coming across like, even dangerous situations, like he's got to know how to, how, people- to lever- how to leverage it. People underestimate him all the time because, like, he's short and he speaks with an accent. He's got brown skin, so they, so in a way, it becomes his um, an asset for him. Like he could use it to his advantage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, kind of like piggybacking off of that. What was it tricky to write from, like, the point of view of um, a man, or like, where are you used to in your for- your former uh, works that you've published, or is it like? Yeah, like how, what were like the kind of the biggest challenges or how did you get in the zone of, uh, of right. going to that? So actually, so I told you the, the book started, I was just focusing on Monica. But around the time I was first writing it, I read a news article in the New York Times about a real bounty hunter who only handles undocumented immigrants. So that article was actually the inspiration for Domingo. I'm like, I couldn't believe that they they actually have niche, you know, yeah. like some bounty hunters. That was all he did. So, so that was the inspiration. Like, of course, I want a feminist, you know, take on this, but it just did not come out right. And um, basically, writing about a man, I think I, I just based it on more on the universal thoughts and aspirations, struggles of um, immigrants, whether Mm. male or female. So Domingo, there's a lot of me in Domingo in terms of the way how, like how practical he is, he's very Mm. pragmatic. Because I think when you, as a recent immigrant, when you arrive in a new country, really, you're not, you don't, you're thinking of what's ideal, you know, you're basically wanting to assimilate. You want to do, you know, you want to find your place in the sun. I think in that sense, it was easy to write Domingo, it, you know, so not just as a guy, but as mm. a, uh, I focused more on his universal uh, traits. 
Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because then it's like, you know, these are all, yeah, exactly, the universal traits, like, they it could apply to, to both, yeah. uh, you know, men and women, and um, it just, it depends on, I guess, yeah, it's like the profession, right? Like, what right. what's typical of the person who's doing that job? What would they need to do or have to be successful? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, gender doesn't always have any, you know, have anything to do with it. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause you started out with Monica and like, well, this character is kind of not leaving me alone and it might, it might, it might work better for what I need to do. So that's, I, I ask authors like they're writing, for example, like their main character might, will probably, you know, might be significantly younger. So I always think it's interesting to kind of see like how they get into that zone writing from a different age perspective, from a different gender perspective, things like that. So there's another like two part question. Um, what were the most challenging parts to write? And then what were the most enjoyable parts to write? Um, so the fight scenes are really hard to write. To write a fight scene, it has to be very concise, the description. It has to be just right because, you know, it can't be very long. The author that I love, you know, uh, in, when it comes to writing fight scenes is Lee Child, you know, the Jack Reacher. Mm books he is so great i mean and so i actually really read a lot of jack reacher (laughs) books i mean he is one of my favorites but it was hard so that is hard for me Mm. um i rewrote it so many times um so that is the hard part for me the fight scenes for the fun part um writing in first person writing domingo's book in first person you know so, so most of the chapters began with a few paragraphs of his book, his advice book for immigrants. That was really fun because um, he can be a wise ass, he can yeah. be politically incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> He's telling people to change their names, just change your name. Yeah. <laughs> your life will be so much easier. I mean, he's so politically incorrect. So it was fun to kind of let go. Yeah, I imagine, right? <laughs> like you, cause yeah, I mean, in society, we walk around, we just, we, you know, we want to be polite or we want to be, yeah, like you said, politically, politically correct. correct. But yeah, but I imagine, yeah, it's fun to be like, have a who can just, who doesn't care about that. Yeah. You could like, like what kind of, you know, mischief will come out of his mouth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, so just a couple of questions before we wrap up here. Um, what advice would you give for Domingo? Oh, get a life, Domingo. I mean, <laughs> he has no girlfriend. What's wrong with him? He needs a wife, like his mother says, right? I yeah. need his mother. He needs yeah. to get a so he has no life. He he's all about work. That is another thing about recent immigrants. I mean yeah. The, it's really about, and he, he explained it. He says, I am not going to waste my time. I didn't come to America to waste my time. He said that. Yeah. And so that is very typical for a lot of immigrants, whether legal or undocumented. It's all about work. Really, my number one advice with Domingo, come on, you're a citizen. You can afford to go out and find a girlfriend. Please have a life. <laughs> I love, I love that. Oh yes, I know it's so funny. I think those were one of like a <laughs> couple of my favorite parts with his uh, mama, mameng, if I'm pronouncing that 
correctly. Mang Mang, yeah. Mang, Mang, yeah. Where she was just like, she found a chance to slip it in whenever they had a conversation. <laughs> like, why? I'm mean, like, why aren't you married? You're, you know, it's like when we meet. 40, him, so yes, it's, 40 years. Yeah. Old. Oh, yeah. Because Monica's like in her mid 40s, approaching 40s. Right. And so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's 40. And it's like, I don't know. I did kind of like enjoy a man getting the heat. <laughs> <laughs> versus like is it so over women usually it's like, the woman yeah and so right. it was just it's so funny for because he's just like oh for crying out loud like this again <laughs> <and> like <laughs> and even women who like i'm imagining he's not a bad looking guy because he gets approached by women here and there like he's available <laughs> to turn on his charm like he's not right. horrible looking um you know so it's like he <laughs> even when he's like kind of getting hit on he's trying not to roll his eyes he's like I, he's just like i don't have time for this like i don't like <laughs> right about work. Yeah. yeah it's like but i'm right there with you i'm like no man it's okay like <laughs> you know <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny so what do you hope uh readers get out of uh this story yeah so there are two things when i wrote this book first of all i just want to introduce readers to Filipino-American characters because there are so few of them mm. in books. So I really just wanted kind of uh, a Filipino culture, the Filipino-Americans, the Filipino diaspora. And second, I just want to give them a glimpse of the struggles and, you know, aspirations of all kinds of immigrants, both legal and undocumented, it usually boils down to one thing, which is that fundamental need for acceptance. I mean, mm-hmm. we all need that, but it, that is especially strong uh, among recent immigrants because they are told so many times and in so many ways that they don't belong here. Mm-hmm. So I just show that aspect of being an immigrant. Yeah, and I appreciate that too, because it's like yeah. you're touching on the sentiment of like the complications of like U.S. immigration, and and like you said, it's been happening for like ever, not just to the U.S. but in general. Like also kind of pointing out the hypocrisy, like especially with the kind of the the storyline that you that you take us to, you know, that you that we have to follow. It's kind of like. Yeah, we're all connecting the dots. Like, wait, what's who's this? Who's that? Like, what what's the connection here? And I'm I'm there. Like, okay, come on, Domingo, let's figure it out. Come, let's go, you know. So, but yeah, it's like pointing out so many of those things where it's like, okay, I think a lot of you know, are you mad about the color of their skin or the way that they got here? You know what I mean? It's like, right? I don't because my my mom, um, my mom's family, they're from Mexico, but they, from my mother's side, from my maternal grand side, they are from Texas, but they were there for like generations since before that land, since the border moved. Right. So since before Texas was Texas. And then even then it's like, they don't have any control over that, but now it's like their generations, their descendants, they are kind of how different would that life have been if that piece of land didn't like become part of the U S because who knows, like there's so many like millions of people that are just granted, you know, they're born here because of that border, you know, because of that yeah. border switch. And so it's all saying around. She's like, nobody's kicking us out of anywhere. Like nobody could kick us out. We've been here forever. Like, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, but then it's yeah, that's just part of it, right? It's like, and then you know, yeah, you talk about um, military service thing and and it's that is sad. That is yeah, really... it's so crazy. It's true it's... from American Revolution. I mean, 
enlisted to become your citizens and so that has all mission and that even that is changing now so yeah which i'm you know i'm not against they should if they want to fight for us they that's one of the benefits right. that, that is one of the legal it's, pathways yeah right? and it's i feel like that's legitimately earned like yes you've yes. earned this yes. spot yeah there's so many like moving parts to it and there's so many cooks in the kitchen it's just it's drama that's not fun (laughs) some drama it's like juicy and it's fun but oh this again you know (laughs) um okay Cindy Fossey what is next are you working on anything that you could talk about yeah so actually um I got a two book deal so there's actually a sequel to Multo oh yay I was so crazy I wrote two books (laughs) <laughs> back to back in selling and so when the first book sold immediately the second book it became a two-book deal nice. so there's actually a sequel to multo uh it's also domingo i don't know the publication date yet but in the sequel uh a rich uh, a white american heiress hires domingo to investigate a mysterious mexican migrant who saved her life mm. Uh, and he's very mysterious, and she is romantically obsessed with him. Okay, oh, she wants a relationship with him. He's gorgeous, of course, and um, he, she wants a relationship with him. But because she's very rich, she wants to be very sure who this guy is. So what Domingo uncovers turns out to be very dangerous, and it could get him and her killed. Mm. So, um, so the book two's uh, title is Mulat, which is also a Tagalog word, which means aware or to be aware. So, awareness is the one thing that this rich white woman needs, but yeah. she doesn't have it because she's obsessed. Yeah. She's gripped in the obsession with this guy, and she she isn't aware of the danger. Yeah. Oh, nice. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I'm excited for more Domingo, more of his like yeah. antics, his, his professionally and unprofessional antics. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> and, so. and more, more arguments with his mom. And right. stuff. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So Molto comes out on September 26th. Cindy, where can we find you online and on social media? It's really easy. Uh, I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, and it's always just cindyfazzy.com. Cindy Fazzy. Perfect. So, easy enough. Cool. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was a thank fun conversation. You. Yeah, thank absolutely. You so much. And uh, yeah, well, you know, you're always welcome back when that second book comes out. Um, but either way, I'll keep an eye on <laughs> you are great. I mean, it's so much more power to you. Oh, thank you so much. And there you go. That was Cindy talking about Moko that comes out on September 26th. Go ahead and check out the show notes for links to find her online and on social media. Purchase the book and pre-order. Orders really do help. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on social media at the Nerd Cantina and Cantina. Check out my book reviews on the nerdcantina.com. Looking for book foundations. <clears throat> Go ahead and hop on over to Goodreads Amazon and give these fabulous authors a rating because it helps them out a lot. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>